Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined, as always, by the landlord, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, a big night for Duke to end the regular season, uh, getting the sweep of Carolina. Just, I'm sure there's joy just all across Blue Devil Nation. Yeah, I mean, we kind of said it the last time um, during the last uh, pod episode, you know, kind of give them kind of you know, payback for what they did to us, you know, at the end of last year. Yep. as well as in the tournament. So it's pretty cool to kind of see that come a full circle in our favor this year. But the fact that uh, we got double buy now, so double buy going into the ACC tournament, is going to be a big help for us and get us, you know, more uh, more rest and get, you know, another day or so uh, healthy as well. Hottest team in the ACC right now, six wins in a row for the Blue Devils, nine of the last 11, uh, you know, playing right basketball at the right time. I mean, that's, that's it. So, um, you know, we head into – uh postseason play now acc tournament time uh that'll good chance to remind everybody about bet online if you want to get a wager down in the postseason it's it's the most exciting time of the basketball season conference tournaments are going on march madness is next uh you know the ncaa tournament bet online remains your number one source for all your sports studying this season everything from pro and college basketball to ufc mma and more you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info Player news and game trends at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. You know, um, the the sweep of Carolina, uh, and I I wrote this uh, story posted Sunday morning on the, on the News Observer site about um, what it really means to John Shire. Uh, you know, I've tried to not, like not 
all year be okay would have done this or John's doing that and tried to just kind of let it happen. But really now the regular season is over and what they've been through. John sweeping Carolina his first year, going undefeated at home in his first year. Those are major accomplishments that like kind of right. cement. This was a good choice for Duke, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, it was a great choice for them. Uh, you know, somebody was kind of waiting the wings with uh, Coach K, you know, the past few years. And then all of a sudden kind of having a rocky, you know, beginning, you know, due to uh, things that didn't uh, he couldn't really control. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was able to kind of, you know, stay the course and didn't really kind of go off, you know, on the players or on the, you know, media or wherever, you know, an, another coach would probably have done that kind of looking for different outlets just because he's frustrated with what's going on and didn't plan. No, nobody plans to see, you know, the things that he kind of endured through his first year. And the fact that he was able to actually, you know, go undefeated at home, sweep Carolina in his first, you know, season, this is huge milestones for, you know, uh, Coach John Shire. But the fact that we have a guy that, He's a Duke guy. I mean, everybody knows he played with Duke, won a championship with Duke, uh, wound up uh, being assistant coach and winning a championship with them as well, too. So this is guy has Duke pedigree, you know, through and through. So it's not surprising, but it's great to see that he's kind of having all this good fortune, especially during his first year. And the year's not even over yet, so it's been yeah. uh, it's been great so far. It has. And, and you know, I don't think he'll win ACC Coach of the Year. It's just not the way it happens at Duke. For what you know, everybody thinks, oh, they have all the talent, so they should win. And I get that, but you know, he's he should he'll get some votes. I think he will because look at what they've overcome. Look at what they you know. You just mentioned it. All the stuff that happened early in the season. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this pod where you know the NC State lost, the Miami lost. Those those things don't usually happen to Duke in the same year. So in you know, losing three games before January, uh, first time that had happened in 40 years. So there were a lot of people that were like, oh, man, you know, Duke's taking a step back. There's regression all that. Well, in the end, he turned it around. Look at the way they're playing. They're they're the best team in the ACC right now with the way they're playing. Uh, they're the hottest team for sure. And I'm telling you, nobody wants to see them across the bracket come the tournament's upcoming here. So <clears throat> I, there are some – I've talked to some media members who agree that, like, Shire should get heavy consideration for ACC Coach of the Year because of stepping into this situation, totally revamped roster, and overcoming all that he came through during the year when it could the team could have splintered. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you hit everything on the, on the head right there. Uh, the fact that, you know, yes, there's other um, people that's qualified, you know, Pitt being, you know, one of the teams as well. Uh, you know, there's other people that are qualified for this job, uh, for this title of being AC Coach of the Year. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the fact that I don't think that there is a lot of other coaches that have the same adversities that we have had throughout the year. And still, we are a team where we're going and clicking the right time where we see, like, you know, Pitt, you know, they kind of lost to, I think, Miami the other night. You know, some and, other top And Notre teams. Dame. In, in Notre Dame as well, yeah. back yeah, back to back, I think. Yeah. Um, but the fact that you see these other top programs are kind of like you know going up and down, wavering, and we're still kind of steadily going up, you know, trending upwards. I think that kind of shows us and shows everybody else that hey, we are clicking the right time. So you know what? To be honest with you, I think I don't even want Coach John Shire to have that. Just kind of give us another log to put on the fire. Because, like I said, we're clicking right now, and I think we have a lot of people against us 
and didn't think that we we're going to be in a situation where we are right now, especially the you know start of the year. So I think yeah. that I would rather have that kind of go against us just so we can kind of use that as motivation and continue this, you know, rhythm that we have going on uh, throughout the ACC tournament thing on going into uh, NCAA. Yeah. No, yeah. You're right. A little more edge. It's all about having an edge Duke against the world kind of thing. So right, uh, right. That's, that's, I think it's, that's where we're going to be. So, but uh, we don't have to talk about Duke against the world right now. We're going to talk about Duke against Carolina. Cause that was the game. The most recent game that we're going to talk about and break down and um, you know, going into Chapel Hill, winning 62 to 57, a great defensive performance. It wasn't, again, we talked about gritty, not pretty. It was another one of those, right, baby. Right, right, right. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. And you could tell that they came in with the mindset of two things. We're going to play defense and we're going to rebound the basketball. You know, that was two things that they kind of made the point noticeable for guys who are watching the game where they had, I think, uh, you know, fortunate for us, we had, you know, flip. Flip was over here, you know, rebounding the basketball extremely mm. well for us. You know, he had nine rebounds in the first half. Yeah. Uh, he wound up having 13 at the end of the game. And we had two guys with uh, six with um, uh, Young, and I believe it was uh, Young and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. And then two guys with four um, as well. But, uh, young uh, and uh, Lively had six in his Yeah, Lively minutes, and Young yeah. had six. And then uh, Mitchell and um, – Mitchell had four. And yeah, Whitehead Mitchell, had four. Yeah, and Whitehead had four. Yeah, yep. so they kind of came along for us as well. But we were really attacking, especially in that first half. We were really attacking the uh, the board for offense rebounds and for us to get those uh, putbacks, you know, or second chance shots at the basket. Really helped us one taking the ball outside of their hands, so they can't be doing the up and down transition. Mm -hmm. But two, we had a, another chance to kind of wear their defense down. And I think that we did we did a good job of doing that. And on the other end, we're limited. We had a stretch where we limited them, limiting them to one shot and out. And yes. that was really good for us. Even if we didn't score the other end, we were still taking their confidence away. And what they do well, which is when they would go out and uh, go out and try to you know uh, get transition in our baskets. Carolina had zero transition points in the second half. Zero. They had nine in the game, all in the first right. half. All in first half. Yep. You've played against Carol. You know, you know that's their that's their DNA, man. They get to, they get out and run, right? And right, right. Completely controlled the the uh, the pace of that game, and uh, such a big that's, that's such a big point you mentioned about the transition and and getting the the rebounding and finishing a strong defensive performance with a defensive rebound, right? If you don't do that, it kind of negates the whole thing. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it was it was tough for a little bit for, um, like, you know, guys like Lively, who was in foul trouble, guys like, you know, Whitehood, Head, who was in his first time playing against Carolina yeah. and didn't have the greatest of games, you know, uh, especially for his first time, uh, you know, playing against Carolina. But I did like the fact that he had a turnover and then our very next play goes down and has an and one, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, washes away. Like, I'm not going to be hung up on that that turnover. I'm still in the game. I'm still in it with my guys. And he had a, um, a and one almost the very next play. If it was not the next yeah. play. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking so about. So it was, it was pretty good to see that. It just that it seemed like the emotions for him might have been a little bit too much. And he wasn't himself. But again, it's his first Carolina game because he sat out the first uh, the first one at home. Right. So injury, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. So um, hopefully, um, like I said, he kind of you know gets his double by, uses until uh, you know getting back to himself for the ACC tournament. 
Yeah, because he's going to be a big factor uh, in both tournaments coming for sure. He coming off the bench, bringing that uh, scoring punch. Um, but <clears throat> you, know, you mentioned Ryan Young too, and I want to I want to bring about uh, him because of Lively's foul trouble, right? He only played 17 minutes and he missed a lot of the first half. He, well, and then John stuck with him in the in the second half. He got three and four, 18 and 17 minute marks of the second half. He had his fourth foul, and uh, that really limited what he could do. Uh, yeah, as you know, the rest of the game. But Ryan Young in the first Carolina game only played six minutes because he just wasn't. He turned the ball over one time when Baycott was guarding him, and it looked like he just wasn't ready for that. Whatever reason, he couldn't handle that that situation that day. So he was forced into playing yesterday uh, uh, at Chapel Hill, and he played 19 minutes. That's a, uh, a significant amount more. He did commit three fouls, but he had six rebounds and, and uh, no turnovers. So uh, he definitely made a big difference for Duke in that game. I mean, he's such an important guy. I don't want to forget him. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, the guy had uh, a couple baskets for us, uh, especially down low where, you know, he got a shot block and the wind up with the rebound and, you know, uh, putting it right back up. But for us, just having another body against Baycott, uh, we kind of we kind of slowed him down as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had, um, well, he actually had, 15, but he scored the last two points at the last, you know, at the end of the shot clock of, yes. of the game. Yes. Of the game. But we kind of yeah. cut that water off uh, pretty much all game. And we were sending bodies at him. And, you know, two bodies. And he's seeing this. And guys were kind of like, you know, just being really in, you know, in front of him and putting their body on him, making sure that he felt, you know, some kind of, you know, physical presence mm-hmm. you know, every time he was down in that pain i think that they had a, a really good game plan against baycott you know um proctor did a really good job against uh caleb love where he didn't have a great shooting i think he went like three for 12 and he averaged like 16 and 17 points he only had like 11 uh you know the fact that you know K, uh proctor again another again. defensive game another defensive game i, mean, I know they started uh the seniors and uh and all that but he he came back in the game and uh caleb you know was the guy that he was guarding, and Proctor had a really good game. And speaking of also with Proctor, a lot of his shots wasn't going, but he was very confident in his shots he was taking. So later in the game, some of those shots that he were taking, it would have kind of been in his mind and he wouldn't have taken. And the fact that he was still into the game as much as, as, as he was, he was driving the ball aggressively. He would shoot a shot, get the rebound, and then shoot it right back up and get the points. You know, I'm like, this is a big time growth moment for Proctor because yeah. a lot of times if he missed a couple of shots, you know, a young guy, a young player won't shoot again. They will look, you know, defer and look to uh, another um, teammate. But the fact that he was still being aggressive, trying to get into that pick and roll situation, getting that mid that mid range area where he likes to do the floater or the little push shot he does, um, you know, around the free throw line. It was great to see that he still being aggressive, he's getting it, and his maturity level is keep going up, keeps going up, you know, uh, defensively as well as offensively, you know, throughout this, you know, postseason is getting ready to start. So important, so important he, that he's done that to be able to come that become really the main ball handler, taking a little pressure off of Jeremy Rhodes so he can do some things and uh, trying to score. And uh, again, it 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 highlights the growth. And you mentioned growth, but talked earlier about the job Shire's done that's a, that's that's a big part of it too a lot of these guys have gotten better as the year has gone on that's why the team's playing better too so um i do want to also mention sheldon's doing this uh analysis of the game having watched it on his phone at his daughter's volleyball tournament on the west coast okay so he can relate with everybody who tried to watch the duke carolina <laughs> game in whatever manner they could uh, right. great job sheldon <laughs> right right i mean uh 
I was like, my daughter has a, a volleyball game, but I'm like, hey, hey, you know, Duke is playing too. So I'm over doing two things at you know, the same time. But it was, it was great to see that I was able to be part of my daughter's uh, volleyball game as well as watching uh, you know, the Duke game. So it was, uh, it was, it was tough, you know, trying to cheer for both things. But, you know, <laughs> I got it done and I was able to see my daughter win as well as Duke win. So it was a great day for me. <laughs> what a day. That's right. Right, right. <laughs> you, you checked off both boxes, the important exactly, ones. Exactly, right. For sure. Good deal. So, yeah, um, again, you know, everybody has to try to consume the Duke Carolina games as, as best they can, wherever their situation is. I happen to be fortunate to be in the Dean Dome again. Uh, on the second level, they put us high, high in the media seats. I'm not like Cameron where I'm down on the court side where I could really see all the stuff that's going on. But but uh, I could see it well enough and see the, uh, the way Duke played. Um, uh, just, uh, uh, and again, Mark Mitchell, let's not forget Mark Mitchell. He scored 10 points, right? So, right, um, right, right. That seems to be the key. Duke's now 13 and one, 13 and one when Mark Mitchell scores 10 points or more. People can't forget about Mark Mitchell. He's a big part of this team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, um, that's one thing we, we cannot forget. This guy has been doing a lot of the dirty work and a lot of the little things that you don't really see that kind of adds up. I mean, for him playing defense and him um, slashing to the basket and being able to uh, get the rebounds when our big guys flipping uh, lively is not able to get it and they're kind of just putting his hand on the ball. I mean, he had a he had a one uh, play where he goes in the middle of the paint and it's a vertical dunk around everybody and it was a big moment for our team, you know, an uplifting moment for our team. Shoot, we had two of them. Uh, Flip did the same thing. It was like 15 and a half to go. Yeah. He's in there with three bodies against him. I saw three bodies against him. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go up strong, and y'all going to have to meet me at the rim. And he goes up, and he just, <laughs> ah. And I'm over like, ah. They have a, <laughs> they're in timeout. Like, I, I know I'm watching the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So it was like ah, I felt that I was screaming too. So it, yeah. it was it was it was it was crazy to see that um you know these guys these young guys are growing up like that and to see you know um, Mitchell doing the same thing it, it's it's great because a lot of times when a guy who's not doing a lot of the flashy stuff he doesn't get the recognition as you know other guys but and this guy came out and not three point shooter like that but he came out and hit a big time three in the first half you know um mm -hmm. from the wing yep. you know. You know, it, it's great to see this, the, the growth of uh, these young players. He uh, and, and John always mentions him, and I, I voted him for the offense defensive team in the ACC, Mitchell, because he he guards one through five. He he shuts down people. He can he can guard a big sometimes if you know, like Live was in foul trouble. Sometimes they went with Flip as the lone big, so that meant Mitchell had to guard a four, uh, and Sanson had to had to help double team Baycott when Flip was in there. Uh, and and he does it, and he did it without fouling a lot. He didn't get in foul trouble. Uh, he played 38 minutes yesterday, didn't turn the ball over. Duke only had eight turnovers. We talked a lot about turnovers. <laughs> single eight digits, turnovers. yep. Yes. Only eight, single digits, seems yes. To be, <laughs> seems to be fixed, right? Knock yes, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Mitchell is a, is a very, like, a Swiss Army knife type. Like, he just does, he ended up with 10 points and four rebounds, which doesn't sound like, oh, it's you know kind of a minor accomplishment. No, you take the totality of what he does. Uh, so important to this team. So important. And then uh, Filipowski. Okay. He's probably going to be first team all ACC. He should be. I, I, I voted him there. I think a lot of people will. Um, 22 points, 13 rebounds. Again, got off to a terrible start. Three turnovers quick uh, uh, early in the game there. And uh, Shire pulled him out. Like he was with first sub, was Whitehead for Filipowski. And 
he always finds a way. And I, and I talked to him last week at length about this to not let that drown him. Sometimes, as you know, a player can get just underwater when they got to start like that, never get back right, up off the, right, off right. the mat. It's amazing how he does that. It's amazing, especially in this situation. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what was said to him. Um, you know, for him to kind of, kind of, I go to this bad boy movie, Wusa. Uh, you know, that type moment. Because uh, you know, it's it's a big game, and you know of the game of the best rivalry in basketball, college basketball, Duke Carolina, and you have all these emotions revved up in you, and there's all this energy. You know just way to get released. And sometimes you don't know how to actually like, you know, calm yourself down, uh, relax, let the game come to you. And then, you know, kind of fill in, uh, you know, during the course of the game, not try to force things. And I think that uh, Flip, when he came back, he was a different player, obviously, because, you know, he kind of calmed down, even his spin moves, you know, the moves that we talked about early in the year where mm-hmm. he's spinning and, and the ball was outside his body, kept losing the ball. It was crisp you know like he were he would uh get the ball in, in the post i call it the carmelo move where he kind of goes one way and spins uh, you know real hard you know the mm-hmm. other way and then went up for a layup or a dunk whatever um it was like he was making the right moves in the past it just it was kind of loose and that's why he kept losing the ball and then this game i was like oh he is getting better at you know making the moves and put it inside his frame and controlling the ball and controlling the ball and it worked out, you know, really good for him. And he wound up with, like you said, having 22 and 13 and, yeah. you know, coming down and being himself. And we really needed him because he was uh, our main offensive threat for, you know, a large part of the game. Yeah. And especially with Lively and foul trouble and, you know, Ryan, you had, those guys had to, Ryan and, and Derek had to alternate kind of, you know, Flip had to play a lot. He, he They needed him to play, you know, 30, right, right. whatever, 38 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. He couldn't afford to get in foul trouble. And you're right. He has cut down the turnovers working with Emil Jefferson. Uh, I chatted with Emil yesterday about uh, after the game about flip and about the work they've done together. And that's one thing is, you know, he's worked with, with his ball handling with some and uh, to control those turnovers. So um, Duke's in really good shape here. Uh, as we head into the ACC tournament, we'll look ahead a little bit. They're going to play Thursday. Uh, they're the number four seed uh, Miami beat Pitt. Uh, uh, so they got the number one Virginia's the two. Clemson's the third seed, Duke is fourth, and Pitt falls all the way to fifth. They could have been the ACC champion had they won yes uh, against Miami, lost by two points. They fall from first all the way to fifth. Man, that it was a tight little grouping there. Uh, it's a tough break for Jeff Capel. I still think he'll probably be the coach of the year in the ACC, uh, but that's another thing. But um, but uh, so Duke uh, won't play again until Thursday afternoon, the the second uh, quarterfinal at two thirty. And they're lined up with either uh, Pitts the five seed, um, Florida State, and Georgia Tech are playing on Tuesday. Winner of that plays Pitt. Winner of that plays Duke. So that's the three teams you got to worry about. Duke's already beaten all three of those teams this year. They're three and zero against them. So that's a good sign. Really, the um, you know they're they're in good shape to to make a run to to win this tournament. I think Duke is because then if they win, they play Virginia, and we know how much Duke wants to play Virginia again, right? Right, right. I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they kind of licking their chops with that game. Um, before I forget, I don't want to miss out on Jeremy Roach, you know, having a big oh. bucket at the end of the game. Yes. It, it, it kind of reminded me either, I can't remember if my freshman year or my sophomore year when Chris Duhon had a similar play where he went the length of the court and kind of did like a, you know, layup, or like kind of up, 
oopsie doopsie type layup in there. It kind of reminded me of that where it was okay. a big bucket for us. And then we come down and I was almost mad at Flip when he missed that Freddie and that one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I was like, come on now, you know, we had you in this situation or we should have you in this situation against Virginia. And, you know, we were all trusting you to make that shot if you had to get, you know, get that, that free throw like you did against uh, Boston College. But then he came back and he wound up still in the, the deal with the, the layup at the end of the yeah. game. So, I was like, all right, go ahead, redeem yourself, you know, that. <laughs> and right. but, but I just want to make sure that, you know, we give uh, Roach his praise because, you know, it was a big time bucket for him to take the ball, the length of the floor, and like, you know what, the game's going to be in my hand. I'm going to decide this. And he went ahead and went down. Uh, in the teeth of the defense and why I'm scoring the layup. He went through four defenders on that play, four Carolina defenders. Um, he got the ball at the top. There was a screen set by flip that tied up two defenders, which is bad on Carolina's part, right? Then right, he gets right. into the lane and leaky black and Armando Baycott are waiting for him. And black started to flash out because Mitchell was open on the wing for the kick. And that's a sign where Mitchell's getting a little bit more respect, right? Usually leave him go. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. So Leaky took one step that way. That just gave just enough room for Jeremy to get through and get past Baycott. And Baycott didn't even really try to block it. I mean, he, he was there, but it was it was just it was a great strong move by Roach, and it kind of shows the dysfunction that's going on with Carolina. I think too. We could, gosh, we could talk for another half hour about that, but we won't. But they're a mess. They're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, as long as they're a mess, you know, on the other <laughs> side, hey. Lead it wherever they got going on on that side. <laughs> right now, what we doing? You know, we got to continue to keep our, our our goggles and our you know um you know uh, tunnel vision on. And because like I said, the way, way we playing right now and the rhythm we have is a great rhythm. This is something that we should have had you know throughout the course of the year. But now that we have it at the right time, I'm all for this this team and this growth and having them click at the right time. Yeah, they've really learned from what they went through. Uh, the Duke has early in the season. And John mentioned that yesterday. He's like, yeah, you know, I wish it would have clicked earlier and all that. But you know what? If they don't lose the game to Miami like they did, as painful as that was to sit through and watch, because I, I was in the arena, I had to watch the whole thing. You know who else was there? Carlos Boozer was there that day. I don't want to get yeah, off Yeah, him as kids, but... yeah. <laughs> game. But uh, anyway, um, uh, that teed this run. They came together after that. We've talked about the team meeting they had, all that. That was brought up again yesterday in the post-game locker room and that how mm -hmm. much that turned this team, and they really are together. And uh, So, yeah, that mess that's down the road in, in uh, Chapel Hill, they can keep that mess down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, now that we're looking back on it, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but the fact that we were able to go through everything we needed to go through, it was, it was for a purpose. Right. And now that we are at this point, we know as a young team how to handle a lot of different adversities. And I think that kind of puts us in a better position to be in, a, a, I wouldn't say a veteran team, but kind of like a veteran team because this yeah. year feel like it's been like four years in one year. Like yeah. everything that could have happened has happened, you know, to this young team. And then the fact that we are now better for it and now everybody's healthy and playing, I think this is a something that we had to go through. And I think, it's going to pay off for us in the long run. I think so too. Um, so um, thanks everybody for listening to this edition of the, of the believe in Duke pod. We, uh, this wraps up the regular season. It's time for the postseason. We'll be having regular uh, uh, updates during that time too. So um, it's going to be a fun, uh, it's tournament time. It's March. It's time for time for uh, this is where Duke does the things they do, right? This is where you hunt banners, right. all that right. kind of stuff. And we'll discuss yes. that more yes. as we go forward. But um, this is what th these guys came to Duke to win. This is what you do it. So 
We'll see how it goes. Sheldon, uh, good luck to your daughter uh, in the, in the <laughs> national volleyball event out there in California. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, I appreciate it. We're going to be in the gym all day today. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And you don't have to have the phone going. You can just watch it today. You can... I, yes. Yes. I can just videotape now. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Well, again, thanks to uh, um, bet online for sponsoring the believe in Duke podcast. We appreciate their support. Uh, thanks for joining us for this edition, everybody. And we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon for the postseason next episode. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com code SUPER24.